Welcome to the Everlytic Bites Tips and Tricks podcast, where we share practical tidbits you can use today to get maximum business results from your marketing and business communication efforts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our Everlytic Bites podcast. I'm Daniela, and today we're taking a deep dive into the best practices for email marketing in the travel and tourism industry. For our discussion, I'm joined by Lee Crumble of Breadcrumbs Linguistics, an award-winning behavioral communications firm. Welcome, Lee. It's so wonderful to have you here. Hi, Daniela, and everyone tuning in. Great to be here. I guess travel and tourism is a fitting topic for our podcast today, as you've just returned from an exciting overseas trip. It, it really is. And in fact, we've just got back from a whirlwind trip to Italy. So it, it's really timely that we're discussing everything travel and tourism today. Oh, it sounds incredible. Evolitic has partnered with Breadcrumbs Linguistics on three marketing reports, the latest of which is called Selling Sunsets, the Language of Travel. Before we tell our listeners a little bit more about our findings and guide them on how they can enhance their travel emails, Lee, can you please explain what behavioral linguistics is and how it can help marketers? So the first test is if you can say it, and congratulations, I'll, I'll <laughs> do a behind the scenes here. Uh, Daniela got it right the first time, we haven't edited that in. Uh, so behavioral linguistics and more broadly behavioral communication is looking at the decision making that goes into all types of marketing and brand communication. How are you getting your consumer or your client to pick you? And there's various stages in that decision making journey which starts off with brand awareness and brand sentiment, moving into worldview ideology, uh, persuasive factors, hoping that people are going to pick you and nudging them into the action of choosing you. And we've certainly seen with the testing and the research that we do that it really does come down to the language that we use. We always say to our clients, you can have the best products, you can have the best services at the best price points, but if you're not able to communicate it appropriately and relevantly and, and timelessly to the end user, uh, you, you often lose them and you don't actually end up getting them to pick you. For our latest marketing report, we wanted to focus on travel and tourism as we found email marketing continues to be a dominant communication channel in this industry, especially following the COVID-19 pandemic. To put it in perspective, there were nearly 4 billion travel-related emails sent from our platform in 2022. So Lee, what are some of the travel and tourism trends that have emerged recently and how have they made brand communication in the space even more competitive? So before I even get into that, I think it's worth pointing out that that data set that we've had access to through our partnership with Everlytic is really remarkable. So 4 billion emails. To make that a little bit more tangible for people, because a lot of us aren't able to really conceptualize what a billion actually means, if I had to start counting now, it would take me 32 years to count up to 1 billion. So, of course, we're timesing that by four to get to our data set. And we use a lot of uh, tools to really distill that 4 billion to get it to something that we can do a lot more qualitative analysis on. So how we approach that is to start with this massive data set and to really cast the net as wide as possible through looking at the Everlytic data and including every single possible mailer that was sent in, in a one-year period. That 4 billion is just in one year. 
And from that, we do a deep, deep dive uh, using a lot of linguistic software to see what are the patterns and what are the trends that emerge from these mailers that can form some type of framework or toolkit that hopefully can be helpful to any type of marketer or communicator that is writing content to do with the world of travel and tourism. Why that's so relevant these days, I think, is because you don't just have to be in the hospitality business specifically to be writing about travel and tourism. Most brands now, whether you're in the retail space, the financial services space, you are including travel content in some way, whether that's because you offer it through a rewards program or potentially some type of competition. We know how compelling the world of travel is. And so I think a lot of brands are jumping onto the travel bandwagon, uh, particularly to your point of post-pandemic world, uh, where we were not able to, to travel. And as soon as that started to open up, we saw a big, big boom in the space. And for our marketing report, we analyzed the communication patterns in the top 20 emails sent mm-hmm. from our platform in 2022. Can you briefly talk our listeners through the key stats and what we looked at when analyzing the emails? Okay, so we started with the 3.9 billion mailers. These were taken from 1,015 brands or organizations overall. And then through a process of cleaning up the data, we ended up with a data set of the top 20 taken from 10 brands. And of these, we had around 5,500 words, which we then run through various linguistic software programs. Uh, we do things like collocations. We're trying to see language patterns to determine what makes a successful mailer. And then from those words, we do things like look at word frequencies and what is the language of travel and tourism that becomes so compelling that whoever receives this email in their inbox, first of all, opens it. So open rate is is quite a critical metric we look at. But then more so than that, engages enough with the mailer that they click through at least one link in the mailer. And the ranking of those top 20 really is based on high open rates and high click-through rates. We broke our research results into eight sections and listeners, we invite you to download the full report from the resources section of our Everlytic website. For now, let's highlight some of the top insights. One of the findings was the importance of timing. When is the best time to send travel emails? Timing is really one of the most crucial pillars of a behavioral linguistic analysis and and the behavioral work we do. And it's something that's not prioritized by brands. and, And we understand why. You're often in a bit of a time crunch when it comes to sending a mailer. It's gone through its various approval processes. It's gone back to legal. And I always laugh at this point because legal's obviously added a lot of jargon and T's and C's that then comes back to the brand team. And (laughs) now you're going to try and get rid of that. Uh, But once it's finally approved, it then gets to your CVM team often. And they find a slot in very jam-packed brand calendars to to dispatch the communication. So as marketers, we're not in a position where we can say, we want this to be sent at this time on this specific day. And that's a real shame because based on the research that we do, we absolutely see that certain times of the day, certain days of the week, even months of the year, have a huge impact on the engagement when it comes to email marketing. And we saw very different patterns in this report, which, which is interesting. Uh, if you'd asked me a couple of years back, when should you not send an email? I would have said Monday morning. And that trend is already starting to show differences across various industries, because even with our retail report that we did previously, we saw that people were more engaged um, on Mondays and Fridays, which tend to be our non-engagement days. 
And we saw a similar thing with travel and tourism, which we put down to almost an escapism when it comes to this type of communication. Uh, you're certainly not going to be engaging with a financial services mailer first thing on a Monday morning. But as you're settling into the week, maybe you are looking for a bit of a distraction or easing into the workday. So we did see that mid-morning at the beginning of the week did tend to be one of the better days for sending travel and tourism mailers. We also looked at month for the travel email engagement, and those came out as February and October. And we saw the linguistic trends really mirroring some of the industry trends in that from a local travel point of view, we tend to book a holiday a month or so beforehand. And so February, we're really thinking of the next festive period and the long weekends that come around March, April, and October, certainly we're thinking about the end of year. It's so interesting. What were some of the language themes that emerged? One of the more intuitive ones, which we did expect to see, was the language of rewards. And we saw a lot of reference to reward programs and to discounts. And we definitely see this boost in consumer engagement, particularly where these are framed as exclusive to customers and tied to loyalty programs. So the language of rewards, of incentives, the power of free. So there was a lot of reference to freebies and extra perks and all sorts of complimentary add-ons that either the travel benefit or if it was a competition element, uh, these tended to get higher engagement. A second language trend we saw was that of urgency. There's a behavioral bias known as the scarcity effect. And what we mean here is that where things are limited in addition or in time, we value them more. And brands use this very effectively to say, you know, you've got X number of days to unlock this benefit or to take out this travel opportunity. It's priced at this price point, but this is a limited edition offer. And so where it was framed, where customers felt like they needed to act quite quickly uh, to secure a deal, to secure some sort of special offer, this drove better click-through engagement rates without question. And then an additional language trend we saw was with regard to price references, which is how are you framing the cost or the price point of a special offer or a travel package? And visually, this was quite interesting to us because we started to see something called the up is more, down is less metaphor come through. <laughs> and what I mean by this is where you have uh, in an email setting, you have a few images of various packages and the price point is placed below the image. We have this inherent and fairly irrational perception that the price is less than where we see it above the image. And this really roots back to metaphorical language and certainly is, is exciting to me as a linguist because a big part of using language is about how linguistic elements help us make sense of the world and, and, and really impact our worldviews. And then the knock-on effect of that into societal structures, how the world is then shaped as a result of language. So this metaphorical use of these price points really can impact how we see an offer and whether we think it's expensive or not. That's definitely a handy tip. We know images have a powerful impact on our brain. How were visuals used in these top travel mailers? This is the space where visual cues are just so critical. And we do see it across all email marketing. You have your top banner in an email. And often there are other visual elements that are included later on. Maybe it's other images. Uh, maybe it's the use, the inclusion of GIFs. We process images much more quickly than any type of other communication. And uh, behaviorally, this is called the picture superiority effect. 
We speak about this quite often. And what this means is that you're able to convey so many bits of nuanced sentiment and information through a visual. Color psychology comes into this, uh, font psychology. We feel differently about brands based on the colors that they use, the types of visuals that they use. And we are able to to compel someone to pick us or to at least grab their attention through some of the pictorial elements that are included. And so what we saw in the travel and tourism space was that the images did not have people. And it's the first time in the research we've done together that we've seen no people imagery used across the mailers. And we hypothesize that that just means the storytelling element is so much more powerful because you're able to locate yourself or your family or your loved ones in the moment because you're seeing pictures of bomas and wildlife and greenery, hotel rooms. That was the big one. Beautiful plush beds with the linens. (laughs) You're looking at bathtubs, massive bathtubs. But all of these did not have people in them. And we think that's significant because to the point of that storytelling, you're able to picture yourself on your next holiday and it's you there. And that lived that lived experience is so critical. So we did find visual language was very powerful and certainly an increased interest and engagement level where you did have wildlife, sunsets, ocean views and, and greenery. As marketers, we know how essential calls to action are. How were they used effectively in the emails we analyzed? We love a call to action because ultimately that is the moment that someone's clicking something and they're going to find out more or they're going to actually make the purchase. Um, And on that note of find out more, traditional call to actions tended to have that type of language, read more, learn more, find out more. No one actually wants to do that. No one wakes up and thinks, I want to learn more today. So the trend here was really more exciting language. Uh, If you think that travel and tourism is about adventure, it's about exploring, like kickstart your weekend, explore now. And the language of immediacy was quite clear here, using words like today, now, and behaviorally, we have something called the present bias, which is where we focus on the immediate And we're not really able to think about ourselves in the future and act in ways now that benefit our future selves. And I'll give you some research that backs up this present bias. They did neuroimaging of people describing themselves, their loved ones, strangers, and then explaining themselves in the future. And the results showed that the way we see ourselves in the future is the same way that we see strangers now, which really just drives home the point that the present is just so critical. And through language, we obviously have a very compelling way of showing that through using the present tense, which is known as the nudgiest tense there is. And so keeping things in the present tense really does then help make the communication not only more compelling from an excitement point of view, that that instant gratification, that immediate benefit, but also makes the communication clearer and, and simple and a lot easier to read and process. So seeing things like kick your weekend off now, explore now, uh, buy these tickets now, that that immediacy came through with the top mailers. Yes. Okay. And a good one to remember. Did any of the findings surprise you? Absolutely. So this is the first time we've done research with Evolitic and seen that the top mailers did not include any emojis. And really, we were were quite flummoxed by this because emoji marketing is something that has been on the rise for many years. 
and in previous work we've done, we've seen that the use of emoji in a subject line or even in the subheading once you click through into the mailer, back to that visual language queuing, it breaks up the text, it grabs attention. But we did not see any emojis across these top mailers. Maybe they are being overused and brands are taking a bit of a a step back from using them, mm-hmm. uh, but none of them had it. And in fact, we we call it death of the emoji. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see in the next report whether they make an appearance again. But certainly there were none in these, which was a surprising finding. Yeah. What is the biggest take home for marketers? For us, the biggest take home always is, is that you have this linguistic toolkit at your disposal as communicators, as marketers, whether you see yourself as a content creator or a writer or not, there are very accessible ways to use these linguistic elements to craft persuasive matters. And we love that it's accessible. We love that it's so cost effective. But it's just a matter of seeing what trends are working and trying to incorporate this into your own marketing and communications. And given the research findings, if you were to compose a travel email today, what are some of the main elements you would include? Based on the top 20 mailers, linguistic tools like alliteration and using superlative adjectives, so the best, greatest, perfect, most favorite, that really does make brand writing more persuasive. And you're trying to dazzle your audience. We are getting so many emails into our inboxes on a daily basis. And so where a brand or an organization is able to cut through that noise with exciting subject lines and copy that is just interesting to read, that fun element, I think, needs to really come through. And travel and tourism as a concept needs to be something that's fun. It's evoking adventure. It's evoking excitement. And so where that carries through into the language, through things like assonance, alliteration and and other poetic devices, I really think that that then starts to make it far more compelling. Yes, definitely. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all these insights with us, Lee. You've given us so many practical ways to boost our travel email marketing. Absolute pleasure. And if you're on the fence, anyone listening in about booking some sort of trip and you're in a position where you're able to do it, language of immediacy, book it now. Listeners, remember, you can download the full marketing report from our website. Simply log on to evolytic.com, go to the resources section, click on marketing guides, and voila, you'll be able to download the report. And remember, it's free. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. 